0: This episode is a reunion of five artist friends together again after a residency this summer. It was held at Golden Apple Residency. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. This podcast is focused on interviews, features, and stories about art. It's for artists and art lovers. I'm Val. I'm the abstract artist in the group, joined by Armin, the realist. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 40 of Art Ladders, The Creative Climb. We have a special episode day today because we're having guests with us. Armin and I had the pleasure of serving residencies in Maine this summer. In fact, we interviewed uh, Shelly Stevens, the director, in our episode six. So you'll want to go back and catch that. She is the uh, founder with her husband, Greg Stevens, of Golden Apple Studio and Residencies. They're also our sponsor. It's just an amazing place for a residency. And also we had another episode right after that, episode number seven, called Time and Space about the importance of residencies for artists. So, today I'm so happy that we are joined by uh, Sal Strom. She's a multimedia artist from the Oregon coast. Uh, Barbara Ranelovich. <laughs> hey, Barb Ranelovich. And she is in the Michigan area. She's had a career as a commercial artist, an illustrator, and is now an exhibiting artist. And we'll also be joined at the end via a recording by James Saigenga. He's an accomplished photographer who is known for his total patience in capturing just the right moment for photographs that require little or no manipulation at the end. So and I'm here, of course, with Armin. How are you, Armin?
1: I'm doing great. Good to be with all of you.
2: Nice to see you, too.
1: And I say that to Val, too, because she's not we're not in the same house. She's. Visiting our our son, so
0: that's right, that's right. So it's definitely good to see everybody. We've dreamed up a series of questions for each artist, and to keep it uh, organized, they're each going to run through the same questions. Of course, the answers will be fresh and new from each artist. So I'm excited about this. Residencies play such an important part for emerging artists as well as mid-career artists. I would. Uh, categorize all of us as mid-career artists and it's our time to create our work so I'm going to start with Barb here and Barb my let me
1: break in when you say mid-career does that mean I'm going to be 120 years old (laughs) my thought (laughs) okay that is a funny
0: term isn't it (laughs) okay okay so Barb how are you doing today I'm doing fine how are you Val doing great it's so good to see you out there. I know it's been months. It has been months. It's been about six months, as a matter of fact. So I want to know what was your intention in signing up for a residency in Maine? And did you have a set of goals you wanted to accomplish or was it a more free flowing and organic without any boundaries decision?
3: Hmm.
2: Well, my intention was that I wasn't going to do any more residencies. (laughs) Initially, I had done one. I had done one and I really, really enjoyed it. It was one where I was all by myself and I didn't have anybody around for two weeks. And that was great. And then I talked to some friends of mine who had done the Golden Apple residency and they were saying, oh, Barb, you need to do this, you know. And I thought it would be interesting to do one with um, other people, you know, just to experience having the conversation and the sharing aspect of that. Um, and it came so highly recommended that I thought I'll just give that a shot. So I applied and when I applied, I had to have sort of what would my structure be when I got there. And I had initially written down that I wanted to work on portraiture, mm-hmm. um, because it's an aspect that I've, I've never really di- I've done it, but I've never studied it or looked into really how people approach it. And I thought this would give me the opportunity to look into that. And then the closer I got to the residency, the less I wanted to do that. <laughs> um which just happens you know and I wanted to take the best advantage of the time so I just brought every 2d subject you know every 2d material that I had paper and canvas and paints and chalk and everything um because I didn't want to deal with clay or three-dimensional so I just brought it all and I thought I'm just going to see what happens mm-hmm. um and that's that answer. And there may be more things I could go on for like an hour. So, um, (laughs) but that's, that sort of answers that question. That
0: answers that question. And luckily we're all, except for Sal, we were all within driving distance of Maine. So we could pour pour the kitchen sink right into our cars. And I love that part. And I remember walking in your studio and you'd see all your fun supplies around. That was great too. Armin. Um, do you have any questions on that question for barb
1: no but when you say driving distance it's not across the block there it was uh that's
3: true it
1: was a a couple days on the road and uh, um which was enjoyable at times Mm -hmm. Mm so yeah um when you got to golden apple you wouldn't you have you've not been there right sal's been there this is your first time i've been there once
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, how 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 did you feel when you saw the place?
2: Oh, it was like bliss. It was gorgeous. I love Maine. That's another reason it, it called to me, because I love the Maine coast. Mm-hmm. And the cottages were adorable. And the, the space between the lodgings, I mean, there was a lot of empty space there
1: mm-hmm. and
2: long views. Um, and I thought there's a place where you can find privacy within the context of other people. Because mm-hmm. um, I really, I can... I'm kind of an introvert, like so many of us are. And so you can kind of get away and then choose when you're going to come together. So, um, that the the physical space of that looked very, um, suitable Mm -hmm. for that.
0: Describe a typical day, Barb, you'd wake up in the
2: morning and how'd your day flow? Well, the day I got there, I got COVID. So that kind of messed with my, uh, -hmm. my everything. Um, but in general, I got up, did the breakfast thing. And I would go straight to the studio. And um, at first, I just started kind of doodling. I mean, I had some rough things in mind, but um, I needed to settle in a little bit. So I just kind of did some rough sketches. And then I went out and started taking pictures because I I really like natural environments. So I thought I'll just start gathering reference and give my brain some time to start to Acclimate to the environment. I didn't want to just be in that studio space. I wanted to take advantage of the environment that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that triggers stuff. And then you go back and you work a little bit with that. And then in the evening, after the wonderful dinners, mm-hmm. um, I would either go on the computer and do some research. I also wanted to do some writing. So I took notes and wrote some haiku while I was there. Um, I went and found my old, the college professor that most inspired me when I was in school. I went and found his work to see what he's doing now, and that reminded me. This is the most critical thing. It reminded me what I loved about painting mm-hmm. at that time, and that's in the end what uh, the whole residency came back for me was to remember the love of painting and remember that my approach has pretty much always been: if it doesn't belong, there, take it out. Mm -hmm. So the longer I worked there, the more minimal things became. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just started feeling like, oh, this is this is right. Because as an illustrator, you have to put in a lot. You have to put in what other people want. You have to make sure it's correct. You have to get the details. You have to get the background. But I'm much more psychological in my approach to painting. So I want to get the essence of something. I want to get the right feeling. And for me, that usually means editing out. It's kind of like haiku of painting, you know, you're editing mm-hmm. out everything that doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my journey there was to kind of get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, was this, that was you way, way too much of an answer.
0: Yeah, no, well, I, I, that's a great answer. I like that haiku reference. And also, um, you did mention that you have, you did a, a residency right before this one. Um, well, a couple of years, oh. a few years ago. What was that? What was that? I think that our audience is
2: interested in hearing about other residencies as well. That was again in in Michigan. It was at the Porcupine State Mountains um, State Reserve or whatever. And they have a cabin that was, uh, it's a hand-built cabin. It's all, um, you know, mortar tenon. I mean, it's just a beautifully built little cabin. Mm -hmm. And it's like a quarter of a mile away from the bridge, which is about a half a mile away from humanity. (laughs) <laughs> and there's no running water, and there's no electricity, and you just get this building in two weeks. Um, oh and I love it. Se- what season it. was it? It was June, it was black fly season. Was it? So <laughs> it was, they I don't, didn't They don't outside. talk about
1: spring or anything. You know, this no, is no, black no, no, fly no. season. Black
2: fly season. So even out there with the little, you know, little grid thing over my head, I couldn't paint outside. It was too distracting. I bet. <laughs> uh, but I loved it. It was really a wonderful, wonderful experience.
1: Did, did you have to get your own food or did they supply you with that? or? No,
2: you take your own food
1: your own food. So it's basically, was a fun yeah, challenge in it's, its own right,
2: you know, to, to come up with that. You know, what do you take? Because yeah. there's no refrigeration So, you know, I enjoyed all of that. You know, it was a something I've never been a camper. So um that was fun. So and you, then you it, took,
1: basically you took a residency in the eighteen so. hundreds.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. And then you have to you had to do a presentation of some sort, which is legit. And then they have you leave a piece
1: um yeah.
2: at the end of the experience, which is also legit. So okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, it was wonderful. I recommend
0: it. When it was all said and done from our time in Maine, do you feel you checked all your boxes and
2: accomplished what you looked for? I or did. did you... like, yeah, yeah I, I missed I mistimed it, and I thought that like, we had one more day than what we did, so it's like, oh, I have to pack up tonight, and then oh. I thought, well, that's okay. I'm ready. I I think I got out of it. I didn't know what I was going into it for, but mm-hmm. I felt like I had completed some sort of an arc sufficiently mm-hmm. to go home satisfied.
0: Um, did you then have momentum coming home or? Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. I haven't painted, but I have been working with some of the reference photos mm-hmm. that I took and I'm working in clay with some of that. Um, and I'm still going to paint. I just haven't had the mental space to get to that yet, but um, I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely working with it. One of the one of the um, themes that kind of came out is the gnarly. I call it the gnarly series, which is about being middle-aged and old and getting gnarly as you get old. Because I love knots in trees and I love, you know, things that grow in and among each other. And, and I just feel like that's what we're all doing. We're basically turning into knotted old trees. So I can do these things that are in nature, but also be talking about where we are in and, and our lives as a married couple and, and all that. So I like it when I can give their, like I like to draw things the way they look, but I want there to be a reason for it. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be some story behind it. Even if it just in the end looks like that thing for me, there's a story behind it and that makes it different right. to work with somehow. I think you did. Did you like the, with
1: the, the uh, interaction? <laughs> with you, you were doing the other one alone. How did you like the interaction with us other artists?
2: I loved it. I mean, everybody was different, right? Like you and Val are so vastly different in what you create, and yet your your attitude toward the creation and your respect of and your seriousness of um, are definitely there. Um, James was interesting because it's photography. I don't really get close to the process for photographers, so to hear him report when he got back of the day, go, "Oh, that's what you have to deal with," you know, and um. Yeah. And, and Sal's approach is the nighttime versus the daytime versus, uh-huh. you know, our styles, our painting styles are very different and just makes you think differently. And that's that's good. It shakes it up. It's like working in a different medium, only you don't have to actually do that.
1: Right. Very yeah. interesting. Well, you share a lot when you do. Yeah,
2: things. I think you just came up with a new new definition
0: of a uh, mid-career artist, oh, It's yeah? gnarly artist. <laughs> The gnarly
2: artists. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna take that one.
1: Yeah, we we'll have to do my gnarly artist handbook for there a you go. Podcast, yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, I think I think we're talking a little late mid. It's like there's middle class and there's upper middle class, there's yeah. middle middle range and late middle. I think a late middle thing.
0: Late yeah. mid, almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Barb. That was. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate good. you doing this. It's a good
2: visit
1: and together. Um, and uh, cool. Sal, feel free if you want to ask her any questions, too.
0: Yeah. Sal, before we start with your interview, would you like to ask Barb any questions or it's good to see her out there? For sure.
4: I want to say that one of the reasons I love to go to residencies is because of the the connection between other artists. Mm-hmm. It, like when I'm home, you know, I work all night, so I don't really see anybody and I don't have anybody to bounce my ideas off. I mean, I do on Facebook, <laughs> so I do that a lot to kind of ask people, mm-hmm. but I asked Barb quite a few times and I know people are always apprehensive It's said, mm-hmm. just tell me anything because I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. But just when you look at this, what do you see? Mm-hmm. And when I was raising my kids, I always I remember you saying this or someone did. I always ask my son, you know, what do you see in this painting? What do you like? What don't you like? Because I just love the freshness of kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But the I reason really I kind it. of laugh is because I remember my son saying, it's a light bulb, it's a light bulb, dad. <laughs> get
3: over it, yeah.
1: <laughs> Fantastic, dad. I remember we'll that
0: comment. That's so true. <laughs> so Sal, what brought you to Golden Apple? What was your intention? And did you... uh uh What did you want to accomplish while you were there?
4: My intention was to learn how to paint like I used to paint. So I wanted to learn how to paint like myself, because I think I was getting and I still am really into the social aspect of painting. Like, what can I offer the world? Mm Because in my opinion, there's a lot of beautiful paintings out there. Mm -hmm. You know, the world's a flush with gorgeous paintings if you look good enough. And Mm -hmm. so I really like to have a statement. But because of COVID and because of where I live, Portland, Oregon, we had a really hard time with the riots and Mm -hmm. because we're very progressive and some people during the political time didn't really like very progressive. Mm -hmm. So I did a whole Black Lives Matter series, Mm -hmm. which, of course, was super heavy. And I've never shown them, but I, I was really proud of them because they were like two feet by four feet. So I mean, they weren't small. Mm-hmm. But researching that was really heavy. And so that's why I quit. And because I didn't show them anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, so I quit that. And my goal at Golden Apple was to have fun, to just have fun with painting again and not think about, you know, what does this painting offer the world? Because I struggle with all that. I think a lot of artists do. You know, should we do kind of more the commercial stuff that we know of? So, or do we want to do the stuff that's really down in our gut? Mm-hmm. And so I try and walk both sides of the street, but it is challenging.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sure is. And yeah, that social practice into artwork—it's so wonderful when that all meshes together with your own style and just naturally comes out, and it's not forced. And I felt watching you work there, Sal—you were you were making that that bridge with the work that you were doing. So. Um, I, I bet you money that's continued when you came home too. So it's a,
2: it, Like
4: I said, it's been a challenge because I just keep going through this because I have a, a show with a conference for Bitcoin. And I know that if I really got into Bitcoin, there's a place in Tennessee where I could show my work. But then I'm really pulled because my art always stems from what's going on in my life and also what I want to research. know, so what do I want to read? And I'm really... I'm not an activist, but I see my work as very activism. Mm-hmm. And so I really am into um, the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be moving up on my daughter's 40 acres, but I'm surrounded by trees. And she hates anything electronic. And Bitcoin's all electronic. So I'm definitely going to do an eco series. And I already have a show lined up with a friend. And it's called Eco Play. So I really want to bring the positive into it and innovation and not all the negative. We always hear about,
2: mm-hmm.
4: I just want to be sure and do positive, happy work.
1: Mm-hmm. But if you're socially conscious, is that always possible? I mean, being socially conscious in work sometimes brings out the anger in the artist or in anybody. And yeah, well, I mean, that's how I felt with, with the Black the Lives
4: Matter stuff. And I started listening to audiobooks and doing research on it. Cause I mean, I'm a white privileged woman. You know? I don't check any of the boxes except for being disabled, alter abled. But besides that, I'm, my life's pretty great. I love my life. And something Armin said while I was there that I really appreciated because I've always loved being an artist. And he said every morning he wakes up and is just like, wow, I'm an artist. How great is that? And I mean, I've always said it to myself, but since he said that every morning I've gotten up and just gone, wow, I'm an artist. That's so exciting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that is a major thing. You know, when people ask, uh, you know, are you a successful artist? Of course. I wake up every morning and I'm like, wow,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I'm
1: an artist. I don't always behave like an artist every day. But <laughs> but I mean,
4: what is successful to successful right. to me is if you're happy doing it, exactly. you know, even if it's heavy. Like I said, I was working on my, and the thing that got me to quit doing the Black Lives Matters is because I was working on this piece of a seven year old girl that was shot. And it was just so horrific to me, you know, being a grandma and being very kid centered, little obnoxious, loud kids. I like those kind. Mm-hmm. So reading yeah. about that stuff was just like, I can't do this anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I um. That bringing awareness to issues like that is a very it's a fine line because you you have to live it and create it. And then there's the other part where you just bring awareness to it. So it's a it's a definitely a heavy load for all concerned all the way around. So and that
4: one was heavy, but my next one's not going to be heavy because there's all mm -hmm. this fabulous innovation happening. So Mm -hmm. I want it to be educational to people, you know, like they're making leather stuff out of mushrooms and mycelium and when I die I'm going to be in a mushroom coffin and I mean there's just tons of stuff they're making solar like cars that are wrapped in solar so that Mm -hmm. they won't get very far in (laughs) and I tend to run out of gas when I'm on the road so I mean I could never have one Mm -hmm. but just there's so much great innovation so Mm -hmm. I want to do um, a series that's real eco play and also I always painted the figure And I want to bring the figure back in. Mm -hmm. And so I figure because that's life energy. And so this whole global crisis, it's about life energy. You know, if we want to stay on this planet, if we want our kids to have a good life, Mm -hmm. then bringing that life energy back is really important to me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have some kind of QR code in it so people can go and find out more about whatever it is that the painting will be showing. Mm -hmm. So revisiting my old work to see how I'm going to do this new work. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm really looking at is this work I did with the first art residency I ever did. And it was women and machines. I've always done women with objects Mm -hmm. and the woman with machines I did in Hungary. And that was my first art residency I ever did.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you, you know, you bring that to mind, and that's something I wanted to cover with you. Can you take off a few of the different residencies you've done, and and why people might uh, in our audience enjoy visiting one of those residencies? You mentioned the one in Hungary.
4: Uh My one in Hungary was first, and then I've done one in Oregon three different times, and it's called Playa at Summer Lake. And I'm so grateful when I did them because a lot of them were free, but during COVID. And getting started again, they didn't have time to do funding. Oh, sure. so, And also the application pool is a lot higher because all the people that got accepted that didn't get to go to, COVID, I mean, because of COVID. So they kind of got first choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so and going to the ones that cost money, you mm-hmm. have to, it's almost like applying for a master's. I mean, you really have to write, you know, what you're going to do, which when mm-hmm. you get there, you always do something different, in right. my opinion. I always okay. do. So it's like, okay, I'm writing all this stuff about what I'm going to do. But I've always painted the flow, wherever my flow takes
0: the flow, me. The organic flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did I read somewhere that you're going to be doing one in South Carolina?
4: Yes. Oh, that's yeah, a new one. I'm super excited about that one because it is new. And also, they just finished uh, ADD or ADA uh-huh. and ADA compliant. So I'm real excited about that because when I left Golden Apple, I went to this other one that I've been to three times, and it's in upstate New York, and it's like a, it's an Amish country, so it's really close to Golden, the Golden Art Residency, oh, not sure. Golden Apple, but Golden.
0: Is that one called the Horn? Is it Horn Dorset?
4: Yeah, Horn Dorset Colony. Okay. And so that was my third time there too, but this time they didn't have funding either. And luckily I had just sold a manufactured home that I got as an inheritance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this year I can afford it. I've never been able to afford to pay for them before.
1: Sure. So it's
4: like, okay, it's time for me to give them too, rather uh-huh. than, you know, just have them.
0: Um, what is prepared. the name? I'm trying to think of the name of that one in South Carolina, because I've been reading about South it. Porch. What was
4: it? South porch? South porch. And I had never heard of it before. Uh-huh. I like to get Alliance for arts and look mm-hmm. at upcoming residencies, mm-hmm. you know, and there's all the ones I look at that go, wow, Finland, I would love to go there. And then it's mm-hmm. like, yes, Ali, you can't walk. <laughs> Remember that, you know, I mean, I have real difficulty walking mm-hmm. and actually the one in New York, I'll never be able to go to again because mm-hmm. it, with those houses that are built in 1863, there's not a flat surface in, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, they're crooked. And my studio there was really cold because it was like a reconverted garage which I love I could throw paint on the wall and throw it on the floor, which Golden Apple is so beautiful. You don't want to throw paint around. (laughs) You know, I'd have to clean it up if I threw it around. I didn't have to. They didn't tell me to, but you always feel if you're in a nice place. And also I went to Santa Fe Art Institute two different times. And both of those were three months, both times. So that was really great having that. And there were lots of perks with it too, which was great. But then they change to um, social justice or not social justice, theme based. So a lot of them now are going theme based, which is hard to, you know, because it's like, well, do I try and change my work so that I can fit into that theme? Or do I just, you know, because you wouldn't get accepted if you didn't do that theme. like food well, justice. You can
1: almost you can almost shoehorn any pizza art into something you know, <laughs> that way. I don't because know I, they were I just a lot of shows and the themes know. and I, I find that it's very rare where that theme isn't going on in my work to some extent
0: you know yeah, I think uh, that, I think that's very true it's like when you enter an exhibition and they'll have a general theme and you go okay if I just kind of change the title just a little bit <laughs> you're in but an,
4: expedition, an exhibition is a lot different than art residency yeah. if you're doing food justice or BIPOC you know it's it's like it's real noticeable if you're not in that genre
1: that's so true uh, well that's because you're going to do it when you enter a show is what you did what you've done yeah right so if you're going to a residency and it, it has to be about uh, you know, if Maine, you could do anything you wanted, but if they said it has to has something to do with Maine, then you have to change your thoughts a little mm-hmm. bit, which they didn't. And I'm glad. That right. They don't,
0: mm-hmm. Definitely. You had a, uh, a working pattern that was different from all of us. Tell us about that. Your your typical day in a residency.
4: I am nocturnal and I've always been nocturnal. And I don't know if that's because I grew up in a bar. And so I just my mom never got home until two thirty or three in the morning. So mm-hmm. I would work in, in the back booth of the bar. So I've just always done my art at night anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's just followed me. And I love, love, love the night. I have a belief that Toontown is asleep and all the muses come out. And uh-huh. so they help fuel me because it's quiet. You yeah. know, and I've had every time I've been around people, they're like, You know, but you're missing daylight. You're missing the sunrise. And it's like, no, I get to see the sunset and the sunrise. Yeah. Because by the time I get going, it's usually about rush hour. (laughs) I really get up and going at about five o'clock at night. Yeah. I remember
0: seeing you pop out. uh, As I was waking up, looking out the window, I would see you walking back to your cabin. Right. Such a, a strange feeling to think that you were up all night. It was.
4: And the other thing that's great about. Golden Apple is hearing those lobster boats when I was oh, walking yeah. back. I just love that. it was my rhythm to go to sleep then. And I'm yeah. also real blessed that I can sleep super easy.
0: Uh-huh. That's
4: good. So, well, and it sounds. So I always like- missed breakfast, and I usually missed lunch. But yeah. they have little kitchens in there. So
0: sure, sure. That's oh, that's right. Um. So overall, did you accomplish what you set out to do? While you're at Golden Apple.
4: And then also because since I've done quite a few residencies and since I have to fly to most of them, Uh I've gotten really good at dwindling it down. Like, how can I take a ton of stuff Mm -hmm. without it being in a big space? Because I've never shipped my stuff there. I know a lot of artists do that. And I don't do that because I'm always afraid that it won't be there when I get there that day. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
4: just really want to start the day I get there. Because. Since I got divorced in 08, I haven't had a studio. So I have a six foot table. So I don't have any wall space where I can put stuff up.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: And the other thing about residencies that are so good, you you can say, hey, will you put plastic on the walls? So you go in there. And because I work nights, it's like they magically appear sometime and it's always set up just how I want it. You know, could I have another table? Could I have an easel? And you go there and poof it's there there it is oh that's awesome that way
0: well, Shelly and and Craig are just amazing hosts just amazing
1: right So Sal, I have a question for you uh you go to a lot of residencies um do you do most of your work in residencies now than in your home studio
4: no because I'm prolific and obsessed with art I mean it's my addiction (laughs) so I love doing art so I can make myself do art anywhere and I always have because I haven't had a studio very often actually Mm -hmm. we built a new house and I had a beautiful studio and it's the least amount of work I've ever done was Mm -hmm. when I had a gorgeous studio because I made it too gorgeous if you're going to have a studio for a person that paints like I do you need a reconverted garage or something somewhere where you can like not have to worry
1: about splattering paint. Yeah. So I know, so I've known I've, that about a few artists. They spent two years to build a studio and then they sit there and wonder what the hell am I going to do in it? Cause I don't, don't want to get it messy.
4: So. Right. And I had a woman tell me that when I was building the studio, but I didn't listen to her. And also since I work nights and I have kids, I've never had a studio outside where I live. Because, uh-huh. otherwise, it would have, you know, what would have I done with my kids in the middle of the night? <laughs> in the middle of the night, you put them to bed and then you go to work.
0: Sure. You know, thank you, Sal. This has been very enlightening on what your time was like there and appreciate it so much. But Armin, I'm going to take a little shift in our uh, the rest of this uh, episode. Um, yeah. You know, you and I kind of covered our time in another episode about our adventures in Maine. I think it was. Called the Magic in Maine, so mm-hmm. I invite Barb and Sal to ask us a question about our residency, and we'll we'll do a quick answer, uh, Armin. But that'll give okay. us a new perspective of what we worked on. And sure. oh, yeah, and we'll just take trick
2: two, question, trick
0: question. I kind of sprang this on everybody, didn't I? So yeah, is there anything? Good yeah, I'm thinking. Hey.
1: Why don't they ask you first?
0: Okay, we'll make a <laughs> sweet. But any anything that's come to your mind, and Barb, anything ca- popping
2: cool. in your mind about my? Yeah, time I've time got time. I've got a question for you. Okay, um, which was I just your your work system. It's like <laughs> it was like there was nothing happening, <laughs> and then suddenly there were forty paintings. So I'm <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. It was like yeah. you'd see sort of like, a few things sort of starting to happen, and then you like your stride, and then they just pour it out of you. So is that often how you work? That is exactly how I work.
0: And Harbin mm-hmm. knows this for sure, but. Uh,
1: Drives me I, nuts, by the way. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it's
0: nuts. It's drived past studio uh, partners nuts as well. Uh, I'm definitely. um OK, so I've done other residencies, too, and it's been exactly like that as well, where I incubate and incubate these ideas in my mind and then all of a sudden I realize oh my god I only have five more days and what have, what have I got to show for it so my ego takes over thinking I can't go home without not without new paintings everybody's
2: expect so that's kind of cycling. But I guess so. So, what was your thinking coming in though? I mean, like you were doing natural things, you were doing rocks, Mm -hmm. and sort of you know, so started your starting point was the nature. Yes, but I'm wondering if you knew before you got there, sort of what your overall arc was going to be for the work. You know,
0: I did not, I thought Uh, that it would kind of follow along some um a series called the one um 100 years series. Where it's kind of like crazy quilts, but all abstracted. And I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just keep on that, you know? But I got there and I just felt like, I want to do something new, I wanna do something different. And all of a sudden, those when you rock, when you walk in that area, Barb, you talked about that, all of those big boulders were coming, and we went to the uh, the Arcadia Park, all the big boulders, and it all started coming together. And I intentionally left out color because I knew I was going to have to work fairly quickly, and I didn't want to have to make color decisions at that point. Yeah. So that's what led to those three, which are very atypical for me. Okay. They're, they're pretty large, but they're they're uh, they're abstracted, but not completely. You know what I mean? they're they're um not to the point of non-representational because they definitely are abstracted. Right. Uh, realism in a way. So that's to answer that, I think it's pressure. Pressure gets me going. Mm-hmm. Pressure and the need to have a product.
2: Well, I understand. I mean, I'll book a show just to make me work. Absolutely. You know, sometimes that's, you just need to know there's an endpoint for those yeah. pieces. That's exactly what, what I was know? even if it's three years out, you say, okay, now I have something to pull me. It's not like it's a forced thing like, oh my God. Yeah, if I don't do this, but it's really, it just keeps you focused, I think, if you know there's an end point for it. Yeah. All
1: right. I think that starts in art school already. You know, you get so used to having deadlines there and you got to do them. Yeah. And some people carry that on, uh, that type of working method for the rest of their life. And I do
0: have to say that once I did get rolling, the adrenaline kicks in and I was happy with those. And so once you're happy with something too, it kind of pushes you forward. Yeah. But it took a few then, days. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it did. Yeah. And then I have a question for Armin. Sure. So, so you came in and you had your way of working and you had an idea. You had one, one piece that you were working on. And then, of course, I gave you COVID, so that didn't help either. But... Um, <laughs> Thank you for oh, not about it. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Shelly, and those guys for being so gracious about it oh. and so careful with all of us.
1: It's one of the most um, interesting gifts I ever got. I have to. Yeah, guess. yeah. Well,
2: I try. You know, yeah, it's yeah. memorable
1: anyway, right? Yeah.
2: Um, but I, I wondered if being there or any part of this experience for you shifted anything in what you were going to do or in your thinking after. Did it?
1: Well, shifted. Exactly. shifted. the first week I wanted to spend on things that I've been working on, finishing them off, and the second week was going to be more experimental. I was going to go down there and work with the printing press and uh, do a little bit of things that were a little bit, I wouldn't say quite abstract, but kind of mixture between realism and abstraction. And then when I got COVID, now I have to say, you know, I had a nice drawing table up there in that studio, and I was looking at the Atlantic Ocean, you know, uh, covid itself you know i mean I, I i don't mean this to sound that you shouldn't be careful of it, but it was like it was not even as bad as some of the colds i had you know but uh, it was a little scary and all that but uh, you know uh but you know working through it and uh it was fine but it did change what i wanted to do and uh there's one piece that's straight realism that came out of it and uh, I really didn't want to go there anymore. And, you know, I still kind of am moving away from that a little bit. But uh, uh, no, I, 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 it shifted from what I wanted to do when I went there to what I was forced to do and how am I going to deal with it. And so uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm very happy of what came out of it.
2: Is there a takeaway from that experience, like from having been there that's going to affect yeah, don't, as you don't, don't,
1: as don't, don't plan shit, you know.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> go to my method.
1: Yeah, you know, just go. And, uh, <laughs> what will happen will tell you about the circumstances you're in, the people you're around, and uh, what you want to do. Now, I've, had, I've done uh, not as many residency as Sal has, but I've done a few and every time I go to one of those, uh, it, there's some part of me that wishes I would have done something else. Hmm. Now I had a three-month residency in Vermont, and uh, I had that same feeling. Then I had a year-long residency in Cincinnati, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have done something else, but. I think that that's part of it, though. You know, it's part of yourself critiquing yourself or, you know, you know. I tell you one thing about we talk a little bit about being middle aged artist is I'm concerned a little more now about saleability than I was in my 40s or 30s, especially since then I was, you know, I was making good money, working in a museum, teaching, whatever, and I don't want that to interfere with my decision-making. So uh, I try to stay away from that. And I and I tried to stay away from it there too, but you know, to some extent that that's part of your thought process.
0: Great. How about Sal? You have a couple of questions for us, Sal?
4: First, I wanna say thank you so much when I asked you that you told me I could go in your studio at night just look and see what you did. Yeah. And you were really big into red. I would, I'm into red. I think a, a I remember line. walking in there and also salivating over all your materials. Oh. So I think it's great because I know you work for Golden. Yeah. And, and I love Golden paint. Oh. And so I went in there. And actually, that's how I found Golden Apple was I was at Horn Dorset Colony at an art residency. Mm-hmm. And I was looking to like, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe I can just go over to Apple after this because being on the West Coast and I'm ha- most of the way over there. Uh-huh. And so that's when I got a hold of Shelly because oh, I was looking at sure. the golden that you that you work for.
0: huh Because I knew that
4: they had a their call was coming up. But okay. I actually have never got that one and I've applied three times, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna keep applying the rest of my life because that's I a
0: really good thing. Keep applying. And they get Absolutely.
4: A, the main thing is you get to use all those materials. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, walking into your studio and seeing all those golden materials. And every day I say I am not going to buy anything on Costco. I mean on Amazon. <laughs> and last night I just told Lynn I go, "God, I didn't even leave my house and I spent $77 because I wanted to buy some of that crackle stuff that you and then I gave it to us in our little sample bag." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So I bought some crackle so that I can because I loved that painting on Instagram where you oh. use that crackle. It was oh, just beautiful. And I was blown away by how much you got done. <laughs> <laughs> like I said I'd peek in there and there wouldn't be much done and then that one night you you were like on a roll that one day because I walked in and it's like how'd you do these 20 little prints and three four paintings or something it was incredible was thank
0: you and, thank
4: you so and and I really love your work thank you
0: i appreciate that
4: <laughs> and I really love textures mm-hmm. so you're really big into texture too yeah I, so that was fun for me Thank and you. Armin, I cannot wait until you do your monologue, your performance art monologue as your father. And oh, Valerie yes, yes, yes. You. I, I, keep,
1: I keep wanting to do that, and I will yeah. do it this year.
4: And I just love um, your voice. I mean, you take on his character. I, I've watched you, and mm-hmm. it's like you become a different person. And you yeah. do it just like at the snap of a finger. It's like, oh, Armin's dad. i sitting by Armin's dad now.
1: Right, right. So it's 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 going to be... Uh, it's going to be funny because he was funny. Uh, it's going to yeah, be a kind of a, <laughs> a quirky way of thinking about art, which he did have. He was self-taught. At um, I, I, first, I was going to interview myself and keep changing voices, but I think that will drive me nuts. So I think is <laughs> going to interview Fritz and I'm, he's... His spirit will come through me, mm-hmm. right? Well, especially Val's personality versus
2: Fritz's personality. Oh, I think yeah, that's going to be a real interesting. Yes,
0: in real life, we had a right? together. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. His his dad. We had so much fun. Just so much yeah. fun.
4: Great. And two things about Armin that I really really missed because I love how art focused you were. So to me, the dinners were so important because she asked the question. But she's really good at leading it and making sure it's art-focused and people don't get off talking about
1: whatever. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So,
4: and I just love that. And also, I sat by Armin and I shared a studio, basically, with Barbara. And I never got COVID. So, yeah. And I I thought that Shelley and Greg did an excellent job with it. You know, we had yeah. to take our little test every morning and we had to send them the
1: test. So they knew we weren't lying. <laughs>
4: yeah. I don't have it. Okay. Now you can come to your studio. Oh, yeah, Thank I thought When, that I, was up, really when cool. I got
1: it, I was in the car with James that whole day. We went out to eat and, yeah, eat and he never got it either. He
4: didn't. He didn't
0: and we it. were
1: in the same car together. And I'm t- I was telling him, man, I'm not feeling good, you know? Oh boy. Well, you know, and then sure. you were in the same
4: house with your wife. <laughs> she yeah. didn't get it. Yeah,
0: that was crazy. One
1: thing, she she had it in that little time period where you're kind of immune to it. But I have to say. Yeah,
0: and uh, May I had, I was, yeah.
1: I mean, I got up in the middle of the night and I had the chills. I was freezing and you know, okay. she put her arm around me and I'm like, she's crazy. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> well, anyway, that, that was the part I really missed was the conversation at dinner. Yeah. That was I think they do an excellent job at they that. They do a great
1: job with it. Sure do. And I mean, I have nothing but positive things to say about my time there and the way they worked with it mm-hmm. and the people I was in a residency with. You know, mm-hmm. you're interesting, yeah. you're funny. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I look at when I'm doing a residency. Yes.
0: And I want to thank Barb and Sal. Thank you so much for being here for the podcast. I'm glad you did. It was a good treat to see everybody again. Yeah, Yeah. so fun to see everybody. And I'm going to, um, audience out there listening, you're going to hear a little excerpt from one of those dinner conversations that we all shared. It was on one of the nights when we say the the parents were away, meaning Shelly and Greg were away. So James Tigenga facilitated a question. And so we're going to hear his answer to his question is, what brings you joy, but then after he answers his question, we all kind of chime in with different topics toward the end, and then there's a little sneak surprise for Shelly and Greg at the end when they listen to it, so I'm anxious to uh, put that all together, and we will have this all set for the podcast, but thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, and we'll say
4: goodbye now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. And thank you, Armin and Val for making this podcast yeah
5: well you're very our well.
4: pleasure our pleasure bye bye
3: like that what's that you're happy place
5: uh, I guess when i i I see what I really want to capture you know it it's just I see what's there and i it's it I have to do work to get it to where I want it. You know, like yesterday at Skudik, it's just blaring sun. You know, everything's washed out. I'm going to shoot for black and white, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, saw the answer, you know, saw what I really, really wanted. I, there were several instances, but, you know, with the emotion and everything that I had in me about this this one photograph... Um, getting it on the laptop And getting it just Where I wanted it And it's just Perfect mm-hmm. It's It's the vision I had Everything felt together
1: yeah. And That's nice. Just
5: I mean It's I'll, I'll do a fist pump yeah. I'm so overjoyed
3: I'm gonna amend mine Based on that Because it's also When it feels right Mm-hmm. You, know, you can do a piece that looks right, but it doesn't have the heart. And sometimes mm-hmm. you finish it and mm-hmm. you go, I, I want it to feel a mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. way. I want to, It's not about the marks. It's not about mm-hmm. the drawing. It's not about anything. I just There's a mm-hmm. feeling you want to impart. And when you get that, almost mm-hmm. the details don't matter. It's like, mm-hmm. well, and, there's, and it's nobody's business then because it felt the way I wanted it to feel for me. And if it doesn't work for you, oh, well...
5: <laughs> and then there's well, there's happy accidents uh, that yeah. can occur as well. Uh-huh. I was photographing up a hill right over here and, and something walked into the shot and, and no it was uh, I think last Saturday walked into the shot and I just was I, I got one shot off. It was all the time you wasn't I had in your shot. Uh, You'll see it.
3: Okay.
5: Um, But I was just elated. I couldn't believe it happened like that. Couldn't have
1: planned it, yeah. No way.
5: No way can you plan this. Mm -hmm. And it's such a small, small part of everything going on in the image. I just could not freaking believe it happened like that. And I just flipped out. I mean, I cried. I was so happy. It just was... I, I fist pumped after that too, because just releasing the shutter, I knew I had it. Yeah, right. I don't even have to see it on the on the laptop. Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: so when do we get to see that?
5: Uh, a couple days before the <coughs> residency ends. Mm-hmm. That'll
3: be that'll be nice
5: when kind of
1: review. I've never had that feeling ever. Really? Never. No. I go. I shoot for it. I've always shot for it, but there's always a bit mm-hmm. of a letdown. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, you that, know, that, and that, happens, that a, happens a lot. But, but it's never happened the other way around. You know, I never at mm. a piece and say, "Boy, I nailed!" It. And I said, "That's pretty damn good," but uh, mm-hmm. I thought it would feel a little better, mm-hmm. you know. And well, and I, I probably might be
0: exhausted at that point. After I mean you're well, you, yeah, you know, so long.
3: Those you you worked so,
1: two thousand hours on one piece. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you made a speed. Mm. Have
3: you really worked two thousand hours? Oh, no, I did.
1: He's called aggregate, and it was all these little stones.
3: Isn't that a year? That's like a year of full time labor, right? Yeah. Yeah. A year. Right. Wow. Well,
1: and uh, you know, there's rain. times I would go in there and literally. The rain. Oh, well, and literally, say myself, I can't do it. Hmm. I ran out of Whatever it was Adrenaline And um, then I started
5: It's That's a dangerous place to be Because You want to push But you know Being in that Mindset that it's Not gonna produce
1: Well I don't think You know You know when When A musician goes on stage And most of them if they feel like crap there's something that takes over adrenaline takes mm-hmm. over the crowd takes over sure and sometimes they do mm-hmm. the best concert when they thought they weren't gonna do it i'm kind of the same way it's those down times when i go in there and and climb over that first little hill mm-hmm. that i'm excited mm-hmm. um, and there's times that you know yeah today is not a day for it you know it's just not because
3: for anything or do you shift pieces and work on something No, I don't
1: shift pieces. I do that now because I'm doing a lot of this uh, photo montage which Mm -hmm. that alone is the most exciting thing that's happened to me in 30 years of making art. Mm -hmm. Because these are they're a lot more abstract and thought and symbolism and all those kinds of things and it's things that I would like to do with the drawings and I did. You know, earlier stuff was like that, but, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of chasing that. But then if that ever happened, it's like bowling a 300, then, you know, what do you do?
4: It's like bowling 300? Because no, I don't bowl, I don't know what that That's the
1: perfect score, oh. you know, and then, then you want to hit another perfect score. But what I'm saying is, I, the chase, if I would ever say this is the perfect piece, I guess, and I can say that I'll do another perfect piece, but I don't know if it'll be quite as exciting as that. And I don't know if I would let myself create a perfect piece.
3: I don't
4: think perfect can happen. I don't either.
3: Mm-mm.
4: Well, First, they say that the Amish, no matter how good of, like, woodworker they are, mm-hmm. they always make a part not
3: perfect. No, Japanese will do that, too, mm-hmm. just as an honor to... Mm-hmm. To, to the gods. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
1: I quit when I'm 95% there mm-hmm. because... If I get to 96, you I'll be kill at 96 it. for three, oh, four yeah, more yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can kill it yeah. by
0: pushing through that. Mm-hmm. And then boom, boom. You yeah. take
1: the life out of it. Yes, that. 100%. I, yeah. I can see pieces that still could be adjusted and say, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. You know? I think mm-hmm. everybody,
4: at least I've always felt that about every piece of art I've done. Mm-hmm. I'll look at it and go, maybe I should just change that. And I never would. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. a life drawing if I do it in life. Well, before. that's a...
1: You know, that's a a continuum that you're setting yourself up for because you'll find one mm-hmm. thing, you'll find something else, and you can find something else. Oh, right. So, yeah. when I find something that I can, I can fix, but it's not going to make a damn bit of difference to anybody, I remember yeah. Anybody <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well.
0: yeah, and I, I do that a lot where, and, and I have the arm and the balance ideas of. That's
3: great. I'll right. mm-hmm. say,
0: do you think I should, you know, or, what do you think and what do you think about another and you'll say he goes um, save that for the next one mm. save that mm. for the next one like the ones I'm working on right now they're black and white
3: I think there's much. a lot we said for that shit oh, the oh no that's a good one and See, I, I said a man, a you know
0: I have this now
3: put yeah. glazes on top of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another painting and sometimes it's that's like another painting, you, you know? can make a change, and it won't. It becomes another piece. Yes. You know It's like there's this piece, and then there's. If you keep pushing it, then you're just doing a different a piece. Different so you might piece. as well go do the different. Go piece. go ahead and. Do you do, do the, the same different. piece forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Round and round and round until they're that thick. Yeah,
1: there is know? an ending. Yeah. Well, he, even you t- got a glimpse of that pair drawing. It's very narrative, and I didn't talk about it much, but it's it's really about about breaking up. Mm. And it's very much about connecting with another person at that same time. That's why Mm -hmm. the two stems are as far apart. And I talk to my Mm -hmm. students a lot. That's why what? What?
3: That's why what?
1: The two stems are, that one pair is over here. The other two, the one is very stoic. Mm -hmm. The other one's flipped over and the stem comes around the glass Mm -hmm. and just barely touches the stem on there. That's your tension. Just like the, the... Michelangelo thing there oh yeah yeah right I'm uh-huh. not putting myself there with pears <laughs> yeah. but when I talk to people about energy and composition I always use pears because they're very figurative mm-hmm. and they have so much energy and how they lean and mm-hmm. where the shadow goes all that adds to the story I would say 99.9 wouldn't, wouldn't read it that way and it doesn't bother it doesn't me. matter it's your story yeah. to tell right. they For can feel what they want to hear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, the viewer is never wrong if they say, you know, it reminds me of this, or why would you draw uh, you know, a pair that they been drawn a lot of times before? because I wanted to. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my thing is just, it, it's more exciting for me when somebody sees something completely different than to be honest with you. Yeah,
3: because yeah. then you lost some room for interpretation. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: yeah, That was like when that person said to me, I see a lion in there. I think, yeah, that's good. That lion's meant to be there. For you, yeah. not for me. I never put a line
3: in there, but
1: I didn't say that part. Well I was doing abstraction for a little point in my life. I did this piece and I sold it and then somebody pointed out there was a blue chicken in it. Did and it the, ruin it for you? <laughs> yeah, because they didn't buy it. The people didn't buy it. the
3: people that were going to buy it, it didn't buy it?
0: it. Oh no.
1: my god, so that's I, I like, Now that I see that I can see it.
3: Yeah, right. Oh. I'm
1: like, well, that's a lot.
3: I
0: wish yeah. people wouldn't do that to tell
1: you the <laughs> well, truth. <show>. I told them <laughs> I can paint oh, it out. Oh, oh there's there a, Obviously, it there wasn't a blue
3: chicken. In there. <laughs> no, It's the I chicken to you, so you gotta find the blue chicken. Yeah. Well, you did do that. <laughs> uh, <talk about> that.
1: <laughs> that's that scam. So <laughs> I had a
3: lady that wanted to
4: buy this painting from me, but she wanted me to paint out a little section. And I wouldn't do it. I said no, but you can do it. Yeah, right. But yeah. it's your painting. And I said not if you buy it. Then <laughs> it's your painting. Oh, I have a sculpture that
3: it. I did that I really liked. It's a. I did a series on Icarus, and um, and it's a clay piece, and there's like the one arm just kind of comes up. It's all enclosed up. The arm comes up, and that turns into the wing. Blah blah blah. And I uh-huh. really was happy with that piece. That's it was, funny because I'm going to do Icarus so. early. Yeah. Uh, and, and it on your website? No, I don't think so. And, um, and this woman's had it for a while. She goes so. Will that take paint? And I'm going, like, I don't know why, you know? <laughs> well, you know, some texture could be kind of fun on there. And I was oh my God, <laughs> blue. I'm going, oh, it's your piece. She owns it, but don't do that. don't do that. Oh, do that. oh um, yeah, yeah. It'd be kind of cute. Yeah.
2: Oh. It's not a
5: cute piece.
3: Yeah. Can I have it back? I'll buy it back. No How about way. if I buy it back and you don't turn it blue? Yeah. Wow. Man, that's and don't ask me if you can paint my piece blue.
5: Mm-mm.
3: Will Will, like, <laughs> car paint work?
1: Right,
3: that's...
1: Awful. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. My dad did that to me. He, he owned a gallery, and somebody I was doing these cityscapes, kind of, and there were signs, and they asked if if I would put their names on those signs he, he didn't ask me he just went out along and did he did yeah. it oh, he did to it. your piece to my piece oh. and I'm like you gotta be kidding me I said those you signs don't to, those dad. signs had a particular meaning to that piece you know they were
0: symbolic
1: they were very hmm. symbolic and very social critical mm-hmm. you know not joke well, oh piece. my god that <laughs> had to
3: be painful
1: <laughs> you know I just got honest case about it how would you like me to do it in yours? If it would sound, do anything you would
3: want. Can <laughs> That's what your dad would say?
1: That's what he did say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I said, How would you like me to change your face? If it would do anything you want. <laughs>
0: well, well that was a good discussion. It was very good. Um,
5: I'm going to stop the recording. Um, have a good night, Shelly. Greg.
3: Bye, guys. Bye Miss you. Guys. Yeah. Yeah,
5: missed you wow. So, do you think that they're gonna notice the red wine on the uh, carpet? I I think it blends. Oh. <laughs> I I think it blends in really, really good. Really well. I, well, there's there's They'll red there's go. red in the rug. I don't really? think they're gonna notice it. Has it. a nice banner. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it looks well, I, they're not gonna see it.
0: Shelley and Greg Stevens of Golden Apple Studio and Residency. This is a shout out. We hope you enjoyed the surprise ending of this episode, laugh out loud. Thank you for being our 2023-24 sponsor of Art Ladders. Listeners, to learn more about Golden Apple Residencies, email Shelly at s n Stevens of goldenapplestudio.com. That's S-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S at goldenapplestudio.com. Thank you for listening. You can find our past and future episodes at anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page, Art Ladders, The Creative Climb, with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. Special thanks to our producer, Taylor Kramer of Cold Shower Media.
1: And check out our websites, ValerieAllenArt.com, ArminMersman.com. Stay creative. Stay curious and we'll see you next time.